Welcome to What Are You Playing, where we tell you the titles we're working through. Be they old or be they new. Listen, learn, and ask a question or two. I am Yoko, and I am so close to finishing a game, but I just couldn't make it for this show. I'm Super, and I had an idea. I'm Tony, and I have a second job again. Alright. I, are... I listened back to the one before, and it seems like it wasn't that long ago, but I'm like, oh, I got laid off. And I have a job again. This is about a month, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, what are you playing? We are part of the Show Me Your News Network, and this is episode 15 of the podcast on Saturday, March 9th, 2013. Our guest on the show, I think she was on episode 4. She wanted to come back, and she was such a good guest the first time around. We welcome back Rachel. Hello. She knows a guy. Knows a guy. He knows a guy, he knows a guy, he knows a guy. Yeah, all these all these connections. Uh, come to us <laughs> from across. <laughs> come to us from across the pond. How have you been? Um, not too bad, thanks. I've been um, trying to play a lot more games lately, with the whole work schedule sort of getting in the way of that, unfortunately. Um, the real life. Thankfully, yes, real life over game life. It should never happen that way. I have to find some way of switching this around again. <laughs> Um, but yeah, pretty pretty good. I've uh, been looking forward to coming back on here. Good. It's good to have you back. Um, so it's been a month since we've played and talked about what we've been playing, so there's a lot to catch up on. Super, why don't you start us off with what are you playing? Alrighty. Uh, you want to help me out with this? I have an idea. Let's play more Sonic 06? I played more <laughs> Sonic 06! Uh... Only the Sonic and Silver campaigns. Uh, I like Shadow. Uh, his campaign was probably the least broken, to be honest. But Besides uh, that one part where the audio, like, that guy, he, like, completely flubs his line and starts oh, over yeah. and they left it in. <laughs> what? They do that with so many games. <laughs> oh, there's this part after uh, you come back into the present from the future with shadow and there's this line he's just kind of like you have to go to the wave blue o- no uh, you have to go to the wave ocean and it's all in there <laughs> like you don't have to make it appear anything it's like in the finished game wow yep. what uh, a super, good game uh like me and super want to do grump style things at one point Mm-hmm. But it's funny to me that Pokey Cap'n and the Game Grumps have not caught that one. We're going to be the ones that catch really? that one. <laughs> yeah, because they got the audio low, and Pokey right, Cap'n's true. got like four people. So, so I do, I do want to see the Pokey Cap'n one, because um, I you know keep hearing great things about that. I've seen most of it. It's pretty, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> I really only ended up playing Sonic 06 because I was, I was watching the Grumps play it, and I'm like. God, it really is really bad, but it can't be that bad. Can and it? <laughs> playing it, it really wasn't that bad. Huh. I mean, like, I'm sorry, they're just really Are bad. Are you serious it. right now? I am serious. Like, it is broken. It's a piece of trash, but it's an entertaining as hell piece of trash. Okay. And well, if you go in it knowing it's going to be bad, then you're going to get enjoyment of how bad it is, I suppose. Exactly. And, I'm an M cart racer. Like <laughs> the incompetence that John and Aaron really show while playing this game 
is something else. And there were a couple times during their thing, it's just like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Like, the snowboarding section in White Acropolis, like, it was... They looked like they were having the worst time. They weren't being able to control anything. I threw that through that section without even a, a break in the sweat. I even picked up a one-up, well, one man. As one man. <laughs> I don't think that's fair because uh, I th- I'd put it along the lines of uh, how me and you can just go through Sonic Adventure. But when Yoko played it, he was like, what the hell do I do? Like, just because the level designs and stuff. Well, like, that's what I was he- thinking, like, when I played Sonic. Sonic's campaign. It's like, well, I kind of saw them play, and I had some inkling of what happened, but you have to realize that was seven years ago I played this game. I have not touched it since. So I, when I delved into the Silver campaign, I really was kind of going into it fresh. I didn't remember anything. So when I played through that. It was just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to go here, and then here, and then here, and then here, and then here. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kept on looking, like, beyond my character, which is, I think is John and Aaron's problem, is that they're always focused on looking at your player character instead of what's beyond mm-hmm. them. That makes sense. So, because it really looks like that's that's the case, because all the time I'm looking at exactly what they need to do while they're playing. It's like, it's just right there. It's right there in the background. And then they, you know, they're just running around in circles for a second and then they spin the camera away and I'm just like, well, I'm gonna, that's going to be the next four minutes. <laughs> oh, the best part was when they lit all those torches with Shadow. And yeah, they, just just... Ran, they just ran the hell away from it. Yeah. I don't, I don't but... really care because, like they say, they are talking and they're like not paying full attention. But sometimes it's like, yeah, dude, you, you lit the torches, just get it. Yeah. Just, I, you get it? And then they talk about Amy Winehouse for like four minutes. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> What's really funny is they figured out how to light the torches. I, I know. That, well, that was, I figured that was the end of it. It was like, oh, we can't figure out what to do. Yeah, I didn't think they'd figure that one out. I'm, like, some people are like, oh, they're going to forget there's a last story. I don't think they'd miss all the comments. Because they think they're done after Silver is the last we've heard. Yeah, I, and, think, uh, they, I think they'll know sooner or later. Yeah. I, I just really hope that they figure out that there's a co-op part to this game. Hmm. <laughs> there's seven co-op stages. Mm. And yesterday, I played them with my buddy. I've never played this. How are they? They're a mess. (laughs) Oh, boy. The thing is, the co-op is split-screen. There's no online functionality of that. So, you've got... Now, we're playing on my HGTV, which is... It's a fair size, and we're fairly close to the TVs. And I'm just trying to think to myself, what happens if I had tried to play this on a standard TV? Because there's, like, no room to look around. At all. So, like, half the time, we're just kind of like, where are we? And the cameras are, like, swinging around really fast. And I'm just like, if anyone could get motion sickness, they should not play this game on (laughs) co-op. Because your camera's completely spinning. And it will make... Now, also, like, I think I I should mention this. The gems with Sonic. Uh, There's these gems you can buy late game that break the game. Oh yeah, that blue gem. What? Um, they, they seem like some of these gems just have 
demo. They just scream like demo items. Like I need to get over there really quickly in this game. So I'm going to use the sky gem, which we gave the ability to basically teleport your character in this hilarious way. You throw a gem, you stand there until it hits something, and then you just rocket towards it, like what? full velocity. <laughs> Like, you know, there's not even acceleration to it. You're just, like, standing still and then gone. <laughs> so basically like an Enderman Pearl from Minecraft. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> A little bit. Uh, there's these bell towers in Soliana Castle Town, And these things are really tall. But if you just take your little gem, look up a little bit, throw it at the wall of the tower, it'll rocket you all the way up the tower and past it. <laughs> there's no targeting ridicule or anything. But, yeah, nope. you can do all kinds of crap like that. Uh I was able to, and I'm not one to like try to exploit glitches and try stupid crap because it's more trouble than it's worth. But I did this fairly easily uh, in Kingdom Valley, the part where it makes you play as silver. Mm-hmm. You know, I skipped all that with Sonic. <laughs> and, nice. uh, and the part where you regain control of Sonic, I walked up to Sonic as Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> So we're just gonna, yep, okay. Yeah, <laughs> what like, a good like, game. Thanks, well, me. <laughs> the greatest thing about this game, bar none, is the fact that when you run into one of your partner characters that are that are made, like if you run into so- Shadow or Silver while playing as Sonic, or you know any combination between the two, you gain all their powers from their single player campaign. So what? When I was playing Silver's campaign, and I got to a section where I played a Sonic, I just used the gem to bypass <laughs> Silver later on. Really? Uh, yeah. You can just bypass Silver, it. and then you can finish the level of Sonic. Jeez. Because Sonic has so many broken things he can do, uh, which I ended up exploiting it to its fullest in the co-op, because there's the purple gem. It's called Scale. It makes you ridiculously tiny. And for some reason, you have infinite jumps. Why? <laughs> You're really small. But if you just keep on mashing the A button, you do this little little jump. It's just this little jump, and you just keep going up and up and up and up and, up and away. And in the co-op, my friend, he kept on getting stuck by random little things. Sonic 06 is mostly to blame here. But I, on the other hand would get to the point where you have to have both characters present to continue. These little switch gates. Now, I was playing Sonic, which is awful if you're the really good guy at this at, at playing this game, because Sha- Son- Shadow and Silver, they both have the ability to turn on the switch gates without the other person. Hmm. So hmm. that's broken in itself. Like, if you've got one good player, make them play Shadow. Unless, of course, you've already gone through the Silver campaign, which is then you can make them play either Shadow or Silver. Otherwise, they just have to sit there and wait. Unless you happen to have bought the Scale Gem or something similar with Sonic. Because then I jumped out of the skybox in Flame Core, went around a couple invisible walls, and landed on the Gold Ring. <laughs> You're like, I did it. <laughs> hey, look, you won. This is fantastic, guys. This is a good game. Well tested. Oh, man. Oh, God. I, I think the best is White Acropolis, which is like, in every 
character's level of White Acropolis, the gold ring is in the same place. So, oh, yeah. right, so when we started, I realized, like, well, there's only, like, a big old chasm in the way. And they have a little laser gate, so you're not, you're not able to jump over the chasm. I'm just kind of like, hey, dude, check this out. We start, I hit scale, I jump over the laser gate, land on the other side of the chasm, run about, you know, a little, run just a little bit and head, get to the goal ring. <laughs> Otherwise, the level is going to make you take this long roundabout way. And I'm just like, I bet I can do this under two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the longest thing that took me to do was just walking across the this like expanse that is trying to load and keep up with me. So while I'm running along, like at the speed of just, sound, yes, <laughs> but things are appearing behind me to the side of me, and like crates are raining from the sky as the game is trying to very quickly load things. So oh, I, I love the crates that just land. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, and like I ran through something and then. Right behind me, like where the camera was, but beyond me was <laughs> laser gate showed up. So I just ran through a laser gate just before it loaded. <laughs> so, and then I grabbed the gold ring and was like, well, that was fun. That was a good level. I particularly <laughs> liked the nothing. Oh, what happened to the Sonic team? Seriously? Uh, they. I don't think that one was all their fault. Oh. I mean, it was, but... <laughs> According to John Tron, they were smoking some crack or yes. sniffing some crack. So <laughs> snorting uh, coke, I think, is the correct the game, term. The game was forced right out for holiday season, and that's there, it. Yeah, because it was like a 360, like just came out, and they needed some games out for holidays, and they're like, hey, just, just, just throw it out. <laughs> we have an idea? Let's throw out Sonic 06. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. So I haven't even not, played this game. They're not to the point. Where they're in the desert level with silver yet? I know, and that's, that's going to make them—that's going to make them rage more than people are like, "Oh, the last story is really annoying," which it is. But that desert level, man. Yeah, when I got to the desert level as silver, um, God, it took the whole thing took me eight minutes to get past, and literally, this is the door right before the gold ring. If you walk too far, you can hear the gold ring taunting you. Yeah, and but you have to get this ball in nine throws or less to the end of this ridiculously long hallway, and there's a bunch of bottomless pits everywhere for this ball to fall into. And sometimes that's almost like when in uh, Okami when you had to push the ball in the sand area. Sand. Oh my god! It's not that bad. I know it's not, but that's what it makes you think of. Also, your character doesn't have an ability to pick things up and just move them, which makes it all the more infuriating. I don't know if you noticed that, but (laughs) yeah, it's like you can pick up any object in the game and just take it somewhere. But that ball, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna hit it. Gonna gonna push it. Yeah, dash. Push it with this like horror. You can't even really aim it. Uh, but in the end, I'm just kind of like, you know what? There is no thought into this game. Let's throw. Let's try and move this ball to the end by with no thought whatsoever. So I just ran over to it, fully charged my push, threw it at the end of the hallway. It gets to the little nine degree angle. Instead of trying to aim it from that point, I'm just kind of like, all systems full power. <laughs> throw it across the thing. Watch it fly and bounce off everywhere, and it basically lands there. But the, like the only thing you have to realize to get past that seg- seg- segment is that there is no inertia to this ball. If it's moving, It'll it keep will going. keep moving. Yeah. It won't ever okay. slow down. 
which is awful, but at the same time, kind of useful. Because I just kind of like, if it's moving just really slowly, you can just kind of like walk with it. It takes like <laughs> two minutes, but sometimes you can just get to the very end just by just walking with it. And then at, the end of it, at the end of it, you're like, now you know why I am the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was just, it was awful. And God, <laughs> I was just so happy that. Very quickly. Friend, there, look very forward quickly to that. Before, sorry. I was, I was just gonna say, look forward to that episode yeah. in Game Ropes because I mean, a lot of fast forwarding and a lot of insanity. Mm. All the more for Barry. Uh, before you move on, really quick, while playing as Silver, did you go rings, rings, rings? Oh, dude! Like every single time I found one, I was just like, great, great, great. <laughs> and my friend was there. He, he was there, and like, there's always that sound when you pick up a freaking monitor. Jeez. So it was like. <laughs> I was running through one another another level and there's another set of three and I'm like, dude, let's get ready for this. Great, great, great. <laughs> it was something I never really laughed at, but I laugh at it every time now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's basically the end. And I, after playing it, I had to say like, Sonic is boring to play as unless you have the gems. Like, as soon as I was allowed to pick up the boost gem and the slow gem, things got a little bit more tolerable. Uh, slow boost... gem sounded like slow jam. Slow jams. <laughs> and welcome to the jam. We <laughs> slow jam the noose. Hey, man, there's an accordion song in that game, and that's actually pretty nice to listen to. That, you're saying the only good thing about the game, I'm like, that soundtrack is awesome. Shut up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This soundtrack's really good. Especially the vocal good. songs. Hmm. Like, damn. Uh, I like a lot of the soundtrack. Yeah. Insofar, like, honestly, I have the most fun with Silver. Because about four levels, five levels in, you get to pick up his shock bracelet power-up. Which basically breaks any enemy encounter that, you ha- that you're in. Yeah. Because you just jump, hold X in midair, you land on the ground, every enemy is stunned... You just pick them up with R, and then you hit R again. You don't even throw them, and they just crumple on the ground. <laughs> Which is the Great. best when, like... That's all I did. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Like, you get these fight. You have to fight these giant, like, magma monster things that throw balls at you. And if you shock Blast. twice... <laughs> if you shock twice, they'll open their eye. So if you shock a third time, they'll get stunned, and you can pick them up. And it's just really, really gratifying to be walking around with one of the giant purple magma monsters. And then you just release him and he just crumples. <laughs> it's like, you're like, you're like what? Done. What? Done. <laughs> and probably the stupidest thing in the world is the final boss counter encounter. He j- makes this giant ball of flame that he takes 10 seconds to charge up. Then he flings it at you. And you just walk up forward to the edge of the map. You hit your R trigger. And just before it hits you, you pick it up and you're psychic. <laughs> and it just takes up the entire screen. And you just catch it. And you just throw it back. I couldn't figure that one out. Uh, he throws little orbs at you too. And I beat him without the using those. Like at all. And that was... No one... I can't describe how difficult that was, but it took me like three hours. 
<laughs> but I got it on accident. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like, like did it. I was, I was so pissed off. I'm like, there's no because I tried to do that. I don't know if there's some timing, you or I was get... holding it before or what, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, you just have to get close to the edge. Otherwise, it'll hit the the platform beforehand. Mm-hmm. That's really the only thing. See, it it's a terrible game. Remember that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else have you been playing? <laughs> I have, uh, I beat Actual Sunlight, which is something that Abaga uh, put on the website as something we should all play. And I, I have to mention that I played a lot of Flash games back in the day, simply because they're all really basic, and they weren't labor-intensive on my computer. And games like this, some five, six years ago, were actually a dime a dozen. This is the one that came out and actually caught the eye, the eyes of people because there was a lot of effort put into this. But it wasn't particularly good. I have a, I actually have a full write-up on the site in the topic. But it was, it, it's an interesting game, and it's something you don't see a lot of now. And I do think that some people should play. But other to other times, it's a it's a very interesting, very thought provoking game. What it's is it generally like, about? For those that don't know, it's about uh, basically depression in a f- in the first world, and how that and how it's so difficult to deal with that because you've got a lot of things going against you at that point. Because um, like if you live in the first world. Well, a lot of people feel like that gives you no room to be depressed. Think of the rest of the world. The starving people in Africa, stuff like that. But depression is a real thing. It's a mental thing. So I just I just wanted to mention that Actual Sunlight is a good game. I just wasn't affected as deeply as some people might because six years ago I played like five of these. Hmm. I guess those were fake sunlight. <laughs> more of fluorescent lighting there you go uh, another one is Kirby Return to Dreamland Yay. Uh, I really mentioned this on the show last time because it was actually a while ago I played this uh, but I haven't beaten it because after getting to the sixth world the game froze on me oh no Yeah, uh, I don't know if I haven't booted it up again because I had to go somewhere, and I just haven't booted it up again since. Um, it's a silly game. Uh, I got through three worlds the first time I played with a friend. I was I played as Meta Knight, and oh my god, he has the shuttle loop in that game, <laughs> which is so polarizing in the Brawl meta game. And let me tell you, it's basically no different here. There is Are we really no surprised? Reason, there is no reason to not use the shuttle loop. It is the most broken thing in the game. Like the initial loop, one of the highest damage outputs in the game. And then like most of the most of the enemies in this game take one hit, maybe two. And while he's gliding after the shuttle loop because he glides after the shuttle loop. Of course. Mm-hmm. He has his sword out in front of him and that's a hitbox. Oh. So you can just point it at things, and he glides really easily. So you can just point it at all your enemies as you're just flying through the stage. So you don't have to actually press an attack button. 
nope. you just pass through your enemies. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically what I did. And you go at about 1.5 times running speed or uh, walking speed. So if you're if your partner is running, he'll pass by you slowly. But if he's walking, you'll keep the lead. Hmm. And honestly, there's no reason not to have you keep the lead. Yeah, if you have a, just a constant extended hitbox. Yeah, you have a constant disjointed hitbox that breaks most every enemy in the game. And it's super broken against everything. So have you basically just been playing broken games? Basically. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, when I had to play the game, when I was playing the game recently, well, I had to start a new game. Obviously, I was playing by myself, so I had to play Kirby. Right. Which mm-hmm. actually is a really bad design, if you ask me. I do. I think that, too. Uh, new Super Mario Brothers won't let you play as Luigi if you're just by yourself. Well, until that, the DLC. That's, <laughs> until the that's DLC. Because Mario, Luigi, and the Toads, same all around. Nothing unique about them. Ed, shut up. With. <laughs> okay, one's green. One's blue. One's yellow. One's red. Two of them are shorter. Oh, yay. Yeah, but their hitboxes are the same. One is more famous. <laughs> yeah. What if Sonic. What if, what if Sonic like, made you play as Knuckles <laughs> instead of Sonic? Uh, uh, Knuckles is slightly slower, doesn't jump as high. I mean, if they all like look the same, you'd still want to be somebody else if you had the choice. Knuckles is a pretty cool guy. I don't care who you're playing in that goddamn game. If you're playing that game with me and you keep jumping on my head like everyone normally does whenever I play that game, I will still get pissed off. I don't know <laughs> people's head. I, I hate that. Oh, I just imagine like Sonic 3 and Knuckles and like, you, you can't jump on people's heads. Oh, different game. What's no, that? I was saying Mario. <laughs> I, just, I just pick people up and hope that they have like uh, like this propeller cap. So like I'll be running around with my... Uh, fireballs, and then it's like, I need to get up there. Pick up my friend with a pillow cap, jump in the air, and spin. <laughs> Go! <laughs> I need to get up there, but I don't want to I don't want to sacrifice my fireballs. <laughs> Damn fireballs. <laughs> you are my portable you are my portable device jump device. <laughs> That's what my teammates are to me. But going back to Kirby for a second. The, the the bad design choice is that I think even after beating the game, which is what something my friend told me, is that if you if you beat the game, you still only, as single player can only play as Kirby. And I'm just like, you have three unique characters with three unique attributes. One is like always carries a spear, one always carries a hammer, one always carries a sword, but they also have unique powers as well. So the fact that you can't play this game as one of those characters unless you're doing like a co-op. That's ridiculously annoying. Yeah. That and they programmed all that. All those yeah. animations and everything, and they can't, they won't let you use it to its fullest uh, potential either. Yeah, because Nintendo thinks we all have friends locally. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, me no. I, I, I do, but none of them want to play Nintendo games either. Yeah. I don't true. have any friends locally. Sad face. Mm, sad. Oh. All of my friends are in America. <laughs> You should come to America. I'm trying, <laughs> damn it. Oh, well. You should do it faster. Fuck you, I'm poor. <laughs> so am I. Good. Uh, but Kirby was a fairly good game. Way too easy. I don't know. Couldn't have been easier than Epic Yarn. It tries. <laughs> Epic it Yarn tries was... to be that easy. Epic Yarn was easy, but I would lose all my like points and I'd get mad still. Yeah, I just kind of walked through the game. Like, I died a couple times because I'm just kind of like, 
I'm going to go do something and like jump, jump over this thing. Oh wait, my Kirby hasn't swallowed what's in his mouth yet, and so he can't fly. And boop a little doo doo. Oopsie. And then there's you a couple oops. crushed deaths, like something falls on you and you yeah. get crushed instantly. I'm like, oh, that's right, that's a thing in this game. <laughs> I was just guys was like, I'm just gonna go faster. I'll take the hit. Oh right. <laughs> soundtrack sounds really good though. The soundtrack is good. The game looks good. I just with no sense of scalable difficulty and because I'm gonna be honest, Kirby was hard back in the day. Like really, in the end, you could be very difficult, and especially when you get to like the last bosses and stuff like that, that was hard. And this is just kind of like I'm just gonna stay right here and kind of space you out with my sword or whip or whatever. Some of the new powers are pretty cool. I can't, I can't see the value unless you're like with friends and you're just kind of joking around. Hmm. Yeah, Kirby Return to Dreamland, not a good single player experience. I'll be honest, it just isn't. But as a two player, three player, four player experience, it's a time killer. I wouldn't say, wait, let's all get together and beat this game. No, this is a let's all get together and pass some time playing a game, talking, grumping, stuff like that. Grumping, drinking. Mm-hmm. And what about your other game that you've been playing? That's what I've always referred it to. Yeah, Tony was trying to say something, but he got cut off. Oh. But, uh, yeah, the last game I'm playing, which I said I would be, would be would have played by this point, is Dead Space 3. And mm-hmm. yesterday I finally went out and, get, and grabbed it real quick. Uh, for those who don't know me, are just coming in on the show... I don't really buy games that I'm only going to play once. I always go to the video rental place that's like three blocks away from me, and I pick up the game. Some people Gamefly, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but EA is starting to really piss me off. Oh, are you referring to Online Pass? I am referring to the online. Aha. I'm thinking like EA, used game. Oh, two and two together. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, now, for <laughs> those who remember, a, wa- a long time ago on this show, I mentioned that the online pass was a good idea. Um, and honestly, I still want to say it is. Just the way it's been implemented is the worst possible way I can imagine. Yeah. Dead Space 3 has a couple multiplayer options as far as I know. I think in Dead Space 2 they introduced, like, competitive multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, I imagine that's still a thing in Dead Space 3. But the campaign, they built it for two, play- two players. And that kind of shows while playing single player in a number of different uh, ways. Really? Yeah. In a number of different ways. You know, there's the ability to play it in single player, and every, like, co-op thing has a single player way to do it. But there's a lot of times in this game where I'm just kind of like, I wish I had a buddy. And I had that in Dead Space uh, Dead Space 2 a lot. Not so much Dead Space 1. Dead Space 1, it made more sense that you were alone, mm-hmm. and I like I liked the atmosphere. It was an alright game. Dead Space 2, um, there was times where I just really felt like I wanted to uh, just wanted someone to play with, and half the time I was playing happy, upbeat, jazzy music, which really kind of <laughs> made, made the experience, to be honest. Like, 
I, I really enjoy that juxtaposition of, you know, killing things while a pink pony is telling me to smile. And, and such like that. That would and, be really, like, weird to me watching, like, that episode of Ponies later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoy juxtapositions like that. Sunny, and, like, derpy hooves, like, grows, like, a necromorph head. Yeah. Ah, don't even joke about that. <laughs> oh, no, I got all the, bro- all the bronies coming after me. I'm sorry. No, those, like, no. Necromores, like, legitimately creep me out a little bit, actually. <laughs> they really don't for me. Like, oh, one thing in this game. Like, going into it, I heard they changed the number of the necromorphs around. Like, you no longer have dead babies uh, growing tentacles out of their head, their necks and shooting things at you. They're now kind of this more generic dead body corpse thing that does this th- other thing. No, they think... are the dead babies. Yes, the, the the dead babies aren't so much around here anymore, and I think that's mostly because of uh, Dead Space 2, where you had a separate type of dead baby which would explode. Mm. Mm. So I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't met any of those in Dead Space 3 yet, and I'm about... I'm in Chapter 5. I don't know how long, far that is, but regardless... Uh, these new designs are much better as far as a fear factor is concerned. But this game has t- took something that I didn't really enjoy and made it a bit worse in the name of making it more survival horror aspect. And that is enemies... I don't know if this is just me having really bad luck... But enemies tend to spawn from where you're not looking. Oh. Oh, yeah. Which is like, you know, turn around, there's an enemy that's frightening. But there's... For those who don't know, Dead Space 3 has a more action feel to it. So enemies have been changed to reflect that. They're faster now. Oh, boy. And that's actually more terrifying uh, that I find is because you have less time to react... Because in Dead Space 1 and 2, they had the running animations, but they kind of went into it. This one, they'll they'll swap on the fly. Like, they'll be walking towards you, and you'll be like, okay, I've almost got the shot lined up, ready to fire. And then they'll go into their ludicrously fast uh, running attack, which is really which is really unavoidable, I don't think. Uh, I don't know if, like, I don't know all the controls in this game. Because I, I seem to recall someone mentioning, like, a dodge roll or something. Uh, in Dead Space 3, and I have yet to do anything like that. <laughs> well, you Which, gotta get, like, a note from, like, a rainbow-breasted yeah. Harshalon or whatever. Kardashian. Oh, Kardashian, yes. Kardashian! <laughs> no, I, I really feel like there's there's some movement option that I'm forgetting or not using, because that might help me win some areas. But, like, I, right right now, I'll use an example I'm in a room in an optional mission right now, and it's an enemy horde room. And I got to a point where I thought that I had beaten this room, and it's taken me probably about seven tries. I am on hard mode, for those who don't remember that I tend to play these games on hard first. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I thought I got through it fairly well, and then they sent the what used to be the dead baby things, these projectile tentacle things. And... I don't have too much health left at this point, but I thought I'd killed all the enemies in the room. So I'm just walking up the stairs, and then next thing I know, I get hit by three 
uh, projectile darts and die. And I'm like, well, now I gotta do that, that, that entire section again. And mm-hmm. uh, I realized that this section was really built for two players. Mm-hmm. Because there's two floors and everything is right angles where the camera will not show you what's coming down like the stairs or coming up the stairs or the other direction. You can only only look in one direction at all times. I mean, you can look in the center and look and see people coming to your left and right, but you need to force to look one way and fight to fire. So hmm. there's a lot to this game that I'm just like, this was definitely built with two players in mind. And a lot of the developers said that something they really wanted to do since Dead Space 1 is a co-op game. So, bring me back to my original point, I hate EA. You cannot do the co-op campaign without the online pass. Even if it's local? There's no local co-op. Really? Bullshit. no local co-op. Super, I've been meaning to ask a question about this game, because I've not played it yet, and it's an interest to me, because I... I do like the other Dead Space. Well, I like the first one better than the second one, obviously. Um, when I was watching some reviews and things of this, it sort of felt like a mix between if Dead Space 1 met Gears of War. What exactly would your opinion on that be? There is a weird cover system, but let me be honest with you. I have not ended up using it, and I keep on forgetting that I can even crouch half the time. <laughs> Because I'm so used to playing Test Space 1 and 2, mm-hmm. that there is an aspect to it that makes me think that that could be a thing. But I'd say more Resident Evil 5, personally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit like that. I only I remember playing Resident Evil 5, but I don't remember too much about it. But I can't see mm. too much Gears of War in this so far. Maybe if I played the co-op, I'd get more of that, but... Honestly, the most the thing the things that throw me most are ammo clips are shared before between everything in the game. You have a single what? ammo type. So you have you can have like six guns, but only have to like if you've got six bullets, you can have like <laughs> one bullet for each gun. No, because it, once a clip is put into a gun, that's it for that clip. I mean, that's you can't move oh. that clip to the other gun. It's always so in that. It's not a case of get pistol, get pistol ammo, get AK forty. Seven get AK forty seven ammo. It's just you use the same clip for every gun that you use right. whatsoever. You just find weird. ammo clips. Better... What? Yeah, it's a bit weird. But Stupid. the worst thing, the worst thing about it is, uh, in the originals you could basically have so many weapons. In this one, you can't. You only get two weapons. That's the Gears of War thing that I was going to mention. Is okay. You only get two weapons, and you can. Extract your weapons that you, the other weapons that you bought through the uh, store or through the bench. There's no more store. You craft oh. you craft all your items, and basically, hey, you're an engineer. Go craft things. <laughs> Go make things. My crafting level is 99. Yay! Yes. <laughs> uh, right now, but in hard mode, I don't know if this is true for normal mode or easy mode, but getting all the stuff you need, the scrap metal and all that stuff, you really have to think of how you're going to use them. And I sprung for a shotgun once I had the ability to make one. And it's been an uh, it's been something that's the initial shotgun 
is kind of a useless weapon. I would imagine for those types of enemies. Yeah, If you fire at one, you'll knock them down, but it won't kill them. And, like, even, like, two shotguns to the face or to the chest or whatever you're going to shoot at, two blasts isn't going to kill something. Three blasts. Stomping. That's actually what you're probably supposed to do, honestly, is that you Mm. hit them with the shotgun shell and then you stomp them until they're dead. And because stomp is ridiculous. But... When I made the shotgun, I also immediately, like, <laughs> by accident, found uh, a conic tip, which is what you need to make a shotgun. So I'm just like, great, I just crafted all, of, I just spent a whole bunch of crap on my shotgun, and now I just picked up the one piece I needed to use to make it. <laughs> so I was a little bit miffed, but then I put the, the conic tip on my uh, melee kind of weapon thing. Uh, every weapon can have two different firing rates. One's, uh, like, I used to have my submachine gun, and then I put a Tesla coil on it. Mm-hmm. So then I had a submachine gun, but I could also secondary fire a arc uh, arc welder. Which was very helpful, to be honest, in some areas. Okay. In this, I put the conic on this... Uh, I don't know what it was called. I think it was like a... It was a hydraulic core, is what it was. And when it was before, it was this kind of, like, hard-hitting melee attack. Now it's just this kind of huge claw hammer thing on top of my shotgun. So, like, I blast my shotgun and everything around me falls apart. And then I just conic hammer, like, three things in a row and everything gets dismembered around me. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. It's a great It is fun when things go explodey. Mm -hmm. But I will say, like... The shotgun is the worst thing, because, like, it's slow, and it knocks things down, but it's slow, and it should do a lot of damage, but it doesn't. <laughs> like, in Dead Space, you do find human opponents sometimes, but I'll be honest, I had a shotgun at one or uh, the submachine at one point, and uh, headshots are still headshots, so if something's alive, headshot it. Their heads usually explode. Oh, yeah. Boom! Headshot. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I, I I can't even like recommend using the shotgun against living opponents because most of the time you could just submachine gun their head for a short burst and they're dead. Eh, so unless, if you don't really care about aiming, you can get the shotgun. Hope I'm hoping right now that if I put enough damage upgrades on it, that eventually I'll be able to kill necromorphs more more with it. Because at the current moment, I think to myself, you know, if I'm standing at point-blank range and I fire a shotgun at this thing, I want to see this this thing's limbs fly off of it from the yeah. your force. Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. basically Dead Space 3. I'm enjoying it, but I already know that I'd enjoy this a hell of a lot more. A hell of a lot more if I was allowed to play co-op. That's uh, it's good you tell me about the local co-op because Nate and Quentin were gonna play that this weekend. I was gonna watch. No, I, I mean, they won't be able to do that at the same place. No, nope. I don't think that they can local co-op because, honestly, how would you do the camera? Yeah. Mm. And also, EA is shit. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> 
Well, then did you see the the news story of like how some gaming website reported that Dead Space Four was canceled because of Dead Space 3's poor sales, and then Peter Moore is just like, "Oh, well, they're just making things up. It's not true because everyone likes to hate on EA, and that's just bad journalism." Blah blah blah. And then like two days later, the Sim City thing happens. <laughs> like you think this might be why people hate EA? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. Anyway, uh, the co-op is. I just checked it out while you were t- telling this bit. But, uh, yeah, it's only online, and there's also three uh. co-op-only levels. Wow, really? They're all optional missions, but they're co-op-onlys. It's kind of pointless. It's kind of like getting Diablo 3, even though it's a single-player game, but you have to be on the internet to play it. I've not actually played it myself, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, why? You know, if you can just do it locally... I, I don't agree with content on a game being locked away no. in the campaign because you're playing single player. No. They should make it single player friendly enough for the people who are forever alone and don't have any friends um, to play online with. Um, then they could just, you know, at least they can blast through all of it and not have anything taken away from them. That sounds like yeah. my soapbox last week on Show Me Your News. Yeah. I, I, have, I have a couple friends who don't have online for their 360s so how the hell are they going to play these these contents that are on yep. their disc and then poor people like me who can't afford gold anymore because the bank's being nasty and i can't play online with people sad face <laughs> yeah, i really don't have an issue with the whole gold thing i put i just go on amazon every so often and you know sooner or later that gold year is going to be dropped down in price to something that's quite yeah. affordable yeah, it was around thirty to thirty-five dollars here recently. When it was, it's normally like sixty. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, you'll very rarely will you find it at sixty on Amazon. Usually, they always have it at fifty, and then of course they'll have sales where it's a, mo- a lot cheaper. So you know, I just buy the yearly one, and I don't have to worry about it for a year. I think I might just wait for the yearly one again because I was doing it monthly before. Anyways, oh, yeah. Anyway, before about. The Dead Space Three story, but I guess I'll talk about that next time because I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Plus, it's becoming the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, so it yeah. is. One last <laughs> thing about Dead Space Three. Sure. Freaking uh, what's his face, Sergeant Darn Carver? Mm-hmm. Way to make a character you don't like. <laughs> in so far, nothing about John Carver is enjoyable. Whenever I'd meet with him in the single-player campaign, he's just being a dick, and I'm just kind of like, why would I ever want to play as you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so that you could force yourself to like kill him multiply over and over, and then get the enjoyment out of it. I thought that about the bad guy in Titanic. <laughs> no redeeming qualities. <laughs> I like when somebody says the bad guy in Titanic, and someone else is like, the iceberg? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that one. <laughs> oh my god. Can I go next because I won't be able to stay this whole oh, thing at this okay. rate. Uh, sure. If that's cool, I mean. Go for it, Tony. That go one up. was a good one. Super. That was a long one. Yes. I could have talked Sonic 06 for an hour, though, because no one talks about that one. Oh my god. And I've S-ranked all of Sonic and Shadow stuff. Uh-huh. I can ask ranked a lot of silver stuff in one go. So we could have a we could have a platinum or all the achievements if we combine our powers. Then there's no yes. equivalent to that on Xbox, is there? No platinum. <laughs> no, just the full 100. Jeez. 
1,000. Yeah, yeah, 100. Yeah, that's what it is. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I finished Okami. Yeah. And it was freaking, like, really good. Would you say it's sure. godlike? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that oh, ending, so I remember Nate was telling me that ending really, like, made him, like, emotional in a way. Just because it was all cool seeing all the characters come together and, like, cheer you on. And yeah. I have to say, uh, I probably would have thought a lot more so if I didn't play uh, Paper Mario 2. Because I thought just, the exact just, same thing. Mm-hmm. The exact same thing. However, in this game, it makes a lot more sense because you're a god, and they're praising you, and then it right. gives you power. It gets a much, it's much more. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense. It was really cool. And, uh, man, when it, it came down to Endgame, like, I'm, I'm usually wanting games not to last long, you know? Mm-hmm. When it got to Endgame, I got sad. Like, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I played for, like, 10 less hours than you did, I think. And that was probably, you were doing some more, you know, completion percentage, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, I I ended up with, like, you know, middle-of-the-road stats when it came to, like, you know, enemies killed or, uh, you know, the monster demon horns collected and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, I, obviously, you know, you could, you know, extend the play time out and grind a lot more to get that, but, you know, with games I want to play and free time and all that that's not entirely uh, likely. I would complete it, but it's a little overwhelming with how much that's stuff there's to do. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, You've got the you know all the animals, all the you know the scrolls, all the sacred beads. With the with all the with the platinum you don't have to like feed all the animals and stuff, but you do have to get all the sacred beads, which well, is a lot of side quests. You have to complete the animals home. Like the beast Yeah, but that's that's not hard. The bestiary is real easy if I think there's only one missable enemy, mm. and it's like on the like ship or something. I but, looked uh, up what the rewards for stray beads were. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, but uh, is it worth like collecting all 100 beads, you know, scattered throughout the world? Uh, just to do it, I feel like that's Maybe. the bigger achievement. I want to see Gerard play that sometime. That would be cool. it. That'd be that'd be fun. But uh. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, one little thing before you start talking about it, you you were joking about the Nine Tails boss <laughs> as a Pokemon. <laughs> is that what the picture is on the design for it? I've never played a Kami. Mm, so. I don't think Nine Tails is on the no, it's art. Just, just Ami. Yeah. Oh, it might just be different box art. I mean, we will. There are some things we have over here which have different box art right, to you guys right. in the US. There's just, that's a really little cool part of the story. And yes. just, just yeah. to, like, bring to, like, how well thought out that game is. Like, Nathan told me about this, and he said he didn't notice it until, like, in this playthrough. Is that, uh, you know when you find that that uh, dead body of the person Yes, you yeah, we gotta keep spoiler-free here. Oh, well, no, it's no game. Relatively speaking. We want people to play I it. I still haven't played it, so we want try people to keep play a little spoiler-free. This character's eye is covered, and yeah. you don't really think anything of it, mm-hmm. and then uh, it turns into a oh. monster later in vague speak, and uh, its eyes like scarred, and it's like, oh, that's why you couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't know if you noticed that, but that was really cool to me. Well, I mean, a lot of the characters are kind of like you don't see much of their eyes to begin yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, that one was a very specific, like, it's le- her left eye was sure. covered. And then, like, when she turned into a monster in, like, the last form, like, yeah. you could, her eye was, like, marked out. And it's like, oh. No, I mean, a, a lot of it was very well done. I, if you can play it in HD, oh, definitely. man, it's gorgeous. It's pretty. Um, wow. Sometimes like, I get the urge to, like, just run around. Like, just, just play it to run around for a bit. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the controls are pretty much flawless when it comes to controlling Amy. Um, yeah, I think some of the story you know points were pretty good. I mean, what about Orochi? And, you know, facing Orochi three times. Three times. Uh, it, this is funny because Yoko texted me after the first time, and he's like, oh, that was a really fun fight. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you say that now. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, what? And I'm like, I don't want to say, but... And then you got back to me, and you're like, "Yeah, that third time was a little stupid." Again, yeah. Well, again, for the sake of being spoiler-free, the second time was really well implemented. I, I was okay with that. Like that was that was good. The third time, when you basically have to go through like a boss like, gauntlet before the final boss, like not so much. <laughs> I feel like they could have left that one out. It's yeah. not a thing. To, it's a good fight, but it's really long, like compared to the other ones. You got yeah. Yeah, it's unnecessarily long. I don't know. What weapon did you Monster. use during your mm-hmm. playthrough? But, uh, yeah, freaking uh, the final reflector. Hmm. And the uh, beads as secondary. Like, uh, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, what'd you do? I did beads as primary and reflector as secondary to have like a defensive option. Still. But the beads just have that crazy reach. They they do, but the reflector's really good, and uh, it has like all elements of it. Like, I don't know if this is something you experimented with, but the reflector, uh, I think it, it, it has fire. Yeah, like all the final like uh, weapons. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you unlock them because they're like you got to do something. But for the final reflector, you can just spawn fire just from your paintbrush from the reflector to anything. Did you know that? Didn't yeah, know that. Mm. It's really useful in parts, uh, especially if you get frozen. Yeah, Just right. They're all fine. Uh, but but yeah, uh, the beads like all the secondary weapons like the first reflector and the second reflector will do something different and then it'll repeat. With the beads, it'll be a rapid fire shot as the secondary, or like a shotgun spread, which is like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So much damage. Yeah. So I just did that. That's the one with the ink, right? Uh, I think yeah. so, yes. Um, basically, the long and short of it is, if you even like the Legend of Zelda franchise a little bit, Okami is a must-play. Yeah. Like, really. have to play it. I really it's want the, to come out on the PS Plus. It's the best Zelda game ever. It really is. <laughs> it, really, um, it actually is. If you like games, I think you should play it. It's, oh, of it's course. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's an extra excuse. Don't like delay that one. Uh, real quickly, because I've talked about these two on the other show, uh, DMC, which I think I didn't talk about on the last one. I don't, I don't think you did, no. No, I don't uh, think you did either. It, it's solid. Don't let people delude you, because people are all like, oh, it's not like the old one. It's not like the old one. These characters are not from the old ones. And I'm like, it's a different game. <laughs> Get over yeah. it. It's okay I heard, for I, like I, uh, My coworker, he really likes the game. I feel like you'd like it super. I probably would. I don't have a whole lot of history with uh, the 
first three, four. Uh, I only played the third one, which was a prequel. And like, I, I enjoyed it, but... Yeah, a lot of people are just like, oh, Dante's different, and he's like a dick. And I feel like you especially would appreciate all his dickish things that he does. I think you would too, yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, I just haven't gotten around to playing it. I mean, like, recall, like, last month at uh, Rup 14, yeah, I that, that I was thing. going to be at Dead Space 3 for this show. That was basically me saying, I plan on playing this and beating this by the time the show is. And I'll be honest, during Tony's section there, I was playing Dead Space 3 so I can get past this section, and I did. Good. Hey. Well, I could have been playing one of my games, but I didn't, and I listened. Well, well I, no, I was I was listening because I figured that like I was in, I was in the wrong mindset when I was playing earlier. But I'm just like, if I just keep calm and just listen to what Tony's talking about, and what, I helped, and like, <laughs> nah, I, then, I then, then I'll then I'll just won't get I won't get freaked out about the game because like I plan on losing uh, because I won't be focused, and I just kind of like. Oh, it's okay. I got this done, so I'm just gonna focus on put, switching weapons to this and then this, and it worked. It's okay, <laughs> super. Tony, use your cheat code. Do I need Tony, to call it... you every time and talk to you about Okami so you can beat a game? Yeah, it's like I do, Tony. I'm having a really bad time right now. Uh, tell me how, more about how Okami is the best Zelda game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all starts with Isun, and Isun. <laughs> Isun's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but DMC like. Just oh my god, like it's fun, but but just some of the just Dante stuff really. Like we've been quoting some parts. Like there's the the fuck you on the like you're not on the list cutscene oh, that we yeah. talked about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my new favorite thing is this this bad guy. He just turns into this giant monster and he's like rah, rah, rah. he's like giving this whole speech, and Dante just kind of ignoring him because he's talking to someone else and he's just, he's just like I'm gonna kill you and all this stuff and Dante just points at this giant monster and goes you're an asshole. <laughs> and I'm like, that would have been the what the hell? Like, why would that um, be the thing you say? <laughs> I love that new DMC. I got it for the laptop on here. It is awesome. I think it's yeah. so funny. It so is. many one-liners. I mean, I know people are like, oh, it's different. It's not like Dante is just a dick. And I'm like, yeah, enjoy it in that way. Like, I've heard Juvenile too. In that case, I'm like, yeah, but. <laughs> I don't know. I can appreciate it if used in right context, and I enjoyed it. Uh, Metal Gear, once again, talked about that a bit on the other one. Metal Gear Rising. I don't know what to say about it more. It, it's wacky. Cut. I still haven't seen the, it cut. I still haven't <laughs> seen the ending. Huh. Like, I've, I've heard it so inconsequential, I haven't gone out of my way to do it. But the but, game's uh, only like four to six hours long. Yeah, it's really short. It's hard. It doesn't tell you what to do. So pretty much, just be aware of that. Um, speaking of, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, so about to say, speaking of Metal Gear, do you remember that trailer that came out for what people were thinking was going to be the new Metal Gear game? I cannot remember what it was called Metal now. Gear, Solid Ground Phantom Zeroes Pain. or Phantom Pain? There, because there's two of Phantom them. Pain. That, Phantom that's Pain. That's the one. That's right. Okay. Has there been any more news about that? Nope. Not yet. I, I've, yeah, about to say, I don't think I've seen anything since the actual trailer for that one. There's been a lot of cool, like, Kojima things where he's saying that he thinks Ground Zeroes is going to be really controversial and that gaming storytelling hasn't evolved as much as a medium hmm. to go into those dark places. Hmm. And I am so stoked for that. Because I, I agree, and I think he got really soft after 2 because he got so gun-shy after the reception. I'm going to argue what can be done about gaming storytelling with one of my games, but go on. Yeah. Uh, 
It's like a whole other hurry up, Coach Gmail. I want to play that. Uh, I, I wait for E3 basically for probably either of those games. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, also, Pokemon. I'm totally back into this crap. Yeah! Yay! I beat I beat two gym leaders in the wrong order too. I'm playing Soul Silver. What what's the? It's the fighting guy and uh, oh, and then Jasmine. Steel, yeah, Jasmine. Yep. See, those are kind of you can play them in you know different orders. Um, they do when you know, kind of scale their levels based in a certain order, but you can definitely you know go around. And, you know, well, it's like you go to that the place where the the fighting guy is, and you gotta get medicine for. The lighthouse Pokemon, what's its name? Ampharos. Ampharos, yeah. Ampharos. And there's a gym there, and I'm like, well, I ran into that that fish gym first, so I should probably go back. Also, there's a sick Pokemon. Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stop at the gym first. <laughs> that was that'd be that'd be a little sadistic. Uh, <laughs> and then would not prove. It's just it's just tedious because you had to surf all the time. No, well, yeah, well, I just use repels. Does that bother me because I was tired of Tentacle? I like that you finally like got into understanding some of the Pokemon memes I saw on your Facebook that like you posted some with repels and Zubats and like you get it now. Yeah, no, I, I've always gotten it. I just I just jump in and out of it, but now I'm gonna try and stay in it. But it was pretty crazy to me when I beat the fifth gym, what I thought was the fifth gym, and she gave me a badge for like level seventies. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You could basically play them like right back to back, so it's funny they just did the second one first. Which Steelix, that's Steelix, man. Like everyone talks about that mil- milk tanks, but you just gotta surf it. Yeah, I just surfed it. I was trying to use a uh, Vulpix, but he like, oh, oh yeah. my god, the times I like have the perfect Pokemon ready, they will confuse lower accuracy or some bull crap every time. Mm-hmm. Oh, with Vulpix, it like it missed like both attacks, and he just used a ground move, and Vulpix was dead. Well, yeah, I Aww. mean, Steelix is ground and steel, so with fire, that kind of cancels it out, and you're not really doing anything super effective anymore. Wait, is fire not super effective against ground? I thought it was normal effectiveness. Ground is super effective against fire. Yeah. Fire is super effective against steel. They kind of cancel each other out. Oh. Yeah, then it's just a battle of... Who can hit first and hardest? And, yeah, and, and then you're not gonna, you know, basically bet on Vulpix in that kind of matchup, just with you know the attack power and all that. I I don't know, man. He, Vulpix Oops. learns flamethrower at level 24, so like I had it. Yeah, got a 95 power move with stab against with two times effectiveness. Yeah. I'd put money on Vulpix, just not Tony's Vulpix. <laughs> not Tony. <laughs> Tony's Vulpix sucks. <laughs> Mine's good now. It has flamethrower. You gotta evolve it to nine tails and be like, "Okami, bitch." I don't have, <laughs> I don't have a firestone. Where do you get the firestone in that Can game? I think cerulean or something. You might be able to buy. No, you'd buy them normally and sell it on. Well, then I Wait. need to go to sell it on. Yeah. Wait, I thought he was playing Soul Silver. Yeah, but you can go to Kanto. Yeah. There was one in uh, Goldenrod. Well, no. there is the Martin Goldenrod. I don't think they sell the stones there. Oh, they don't got the stones. <laughs> Not the I, stones. I think you find one. Uh, don't you find one in, I can't remember what it's called, uh, the island area, uh, past the Seafoam Islands. I thought there was one in the cave there. Uh, yeah, probably. 
Is there a downfall to not evolving something early? Well, for those stone ones, they stop learning moves. Well, not so much stop, but it takes a lot longer. I mean, is the stat increase, like, lower? Um, not really. No. Because I thought they evolve and they get a big stat increase, but then... Nope. But then they get, like, bigger stat increases every level as well or something. Yeah. They just become Um, a lot stronger. Basically, yeah. you know, Exo Raiko says a Firestone by winning the bug catching contest or a phone trainer on Route 36. I don't want to do the bug catching contest. I agree. Well, don't then do go this. to it the sucks. phone trainer. Oh, it's, it's Saturday. Can you go there and catch a Scyther and win? I guess. Yeah. I, I caught the. I did the phone trainer, but he's got to call me and not Joey. <laughs> call me. <laughs> I only I only get phone numbers from people now if they're like I'll give you something because I got really tired of yeah. all the pointless chatter. Is there any other games you've been? Or are there any other games you've been playing recently? No, that's pretty much it. I love my Luxray. That's all I got. Yeah, Luxray. That's awesome. I got a Torterra too that was like level fifty six. Oh, when I bought the game, it already had a bunch of stuff on it. Oh, you so, got it used? Yeah. So I traded all the worthwhile stuff to Nathan's game, and we uh. We've, like, just cut up what we wanted, and I wanted the Torterra. He got a Typhlosion. He didn't want to evolve his Quilava, so that actually worked out for his Pokedex. <laughs> he wants to keep it Quilava, which I think is neat. Hmm. But, yeah, that's about all I got. It's, it's so weird to hear, like, Luxray and Torterra in <laughs> Gen yeah. 4. Like, okay, it is Gen 4, but, you know, then in Soul Silver, well, Weird. Anything else? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Luxray is my favorite. Yeah. I want a pet luxury. Dude, that'd be awesome. Rachel, what are you playing? What have I been playing? I, although I mentioned to you earlier about this, I fear I'm becoming the guest that is the nostalgia game only person. That's good. Um, it's, it's not so bad, I guess. I've been playing quite a few games, actually, in my absence from the show. Um, mostly old games, uh, which I'll probably go over first, actually, like Spyro. Um, I decided to, uh, well, well, on the PS3, get Spyro 1, 2, and 3. I still haven't touched 3 yet, and um, been playing through those quite recently. 100% of number 1, and I'm playing number 2, and I'm not impressed, really. Mm. Um, I'm going to guess that most people have played Spyro, but for the people that, for some strange reason, must have grown up living in a cave and haven't heard of it, um, mm. it's basically a case of you live in a place full of dragons, and there's a guy called Nasty Nork, or as the TV reporter um, says, Gnasty Gnork character. Um, and they're basically like, oh, it's cool. He's locked up. He's ugly and fat. And we don't like him. And then he turns all the dragons to crystal, so you have to go and save them all by standing on their pedestal and just going, oh, hey, you know, that really took a lot of effort. That's all. You could have just, like, you're big mighty dragons. And I'm a little guy, and I literally just had to stand on this for it to break. <laughs> how could you have not done this yourselves? And just, oh, how... All these memories, and now he's like a Skylander thing now. Oh, God, I hate how he looks in Skylander. Don't even talk to me about Skylander, seriously. What the hell happened to his nose? He just went and got a really bad plastic surgeon and did that. Ser- that's horrible. I hate it. <laughs> but oh, dear. the... The game starts off, like, really, really simple, 
and like nothing can kill you unless you're really dumb and it does progressively get harder as you go to other home worlds or hubs or whatever you want to call them um and going into different levels i hate the fact that you have to glide everywhere when you get to the later levels i don't mind that the fact of you know i'm a dragon and i can fly you know yeah that that's pretty fun but i don't like all these timed jumps and gliding to things and going to different platforms and if i screw up even just the tiniest little bit i've got to just backtrack all the way through the fucking level again mm. i don't find that amusing i find that quite irritating really game design um, and you what not to do <laughs> yeah exactly the charger ramps could fuck off seriously <laughs> they introduced these charge ramps because you could charge into enemies some of them have Fire breath shields are basically wearing aluminium, so if you flame them, they don't actually die. So the Did you get that, everyone? She's British, so she said aluminium. I just wanted to make oh, that yes. pretty clear it's, for all the Americans it's aluminum, listening. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> aluminium, sorry. I'll change that. Um, <laughs> I, so that to, I, to, to, I thought she was talking about that thing Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> <Adamantium>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they've got adamantium, uh, so you uh, charge into them and you break your horns. Uh, no, sorry, I'll say aluminum. You don't have uh, to, I'm just, I just wanted to point out to all the Americans, like, what did she just say? I think they were just kind of like, aluminum, I guess that's some sort of fantasy metal. <laughs> <laughs> There's an eye in there somewhere. We do actually spell it differently. Anyway, so, for these guys who are wearing aluminum because i'm going to be nice um you have to charge into them which is basically a case of running as fast as you can you're looking down at the ground so how the hell spyro knows where he's going i have no idea so you basically just knock them over they introduce charge ramps which are the most frustrating thing in the whole game because you go down these things they're not very long but you start to go super fast which is super hard to control um Either you have to like barge into a big enemy or something, or it combines you with yet another supercharged ramp where you get in even faster and even harder to control and make large jumps to platforms in the middle of the sky which actually have nothing supporting them so you don't know exactly how they're staying there and trying to land on it. That is frustrating. That is very bad. You either overshoot it completely or you do not make it all the way there. And this you is in. This is in two. This is number one. Oh wow! Seriously? Well, you completed it, so. Oh yeah, I've hundred percented it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, only other thing I've got to say about that game is the flying levels can also fuck off. I hate oh. those things. It's it's a really simple thing of um, well, the concept is simple. Go into a level. And you have so many things to destroy whilst you're basically flying around. So you have to destroy six chests, six guys in planes, six boats, and go through six arches, whatever. That's fine. And you have to do it all in a certain time frame. And if you do not do the order, which they have designed it for you to do, you can never do it. Mm. And I actually had to get help on those levels because I couldn't do them properly. <laughs> I hate the flying levels. They really suck. <laughs> I mean, have you guys ever actually played that game? No. Nope. Really? No. I never had a PS. Yeah, we didn't grow up on it. You guys grew up in caves. I had Nintendo systems. I had Nintendo <laughs> systems too. I was also poor. 
I, I, okay, I got mine as a gift. <laughs> we, uh, the only reason uh, I have a PS2, Tony, I'm talking over you. Uh, <laughs> the only reason I have a PS2 is because my mom won it from Burger King. Oh, cool. That's yeah. If that works. I like to say it smelled of burgers and warehouses. Mm. <laughs> Yummy. Every time you turn it on, you're just like, I really want some fries. First week we had it, I had it on for probably 128 hours straight because I didn't have a memory card and I was playing Kingdom Hearts. Ah, mm. yeah. That yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. I did that with it. That was my first experience with FF10. Oh, God. It's not a good idea. <laughs> and then it all ended when you found a Tonbury. Mm. Uh, doink. I, I played it. I played it a bit, but I never got really good at it because it was like at an age where I didn't really beat games, you know. No. No, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. No, I so, couldn't beat games for a while. Hmm. Just play yeah. a little bit. I love Final Fantasy X. I'm not going to talk about that one. I've not been playing that recently. <laughs> it's not Plus, fair. We're, just, we're just waiting for HD Sorry. anyway. So. Hmm? Just waiting for HD on that anyway. Oh yeah. Pretty much. Oh yeah, that'll be really pretty. Okay. Um can I go on with what else I've been Please. playing? Sure. Okay. Um well it's kind of funny that someone um who's been obviously talking to us during this um podcast has mentioned it. I whilst going through my nice old games, um going for Nintendo sixty four games, I decided to get an emulator. And play through Conker's Bad Fur Day all over again. Mm. <laughs> um, my actual first me, experience... Me, 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 Yes, the great Mighty Poo. Um, my first experience of this game was not actually the original N64 version. It was actually the Xbox version on um, Live and Reloaded, which Ugh. was for... That's what I played. I never actually played the live and reloaded stuff that you were supposed to play. Um, the I don't know. I'm gonna guess it was about shooting at each other or something. I, I think don't even... so. Why did never... you guys you? Because live and reloaded is a terrible port. Yeah. It is. I didn't like yeah. it. It's probably why. Because it's. Because <laughs> it's, it's going to throw <laughs> his shit it's at, at you. you. <laughs> it's bleeped. Did you know that? Oh, I know. It's it's horrible how they bleeped it in that one. So I thought that that's how the game was supposed to be because again that was my first experience of it. And I thought uh, it looks it looks good. It visually looks good if you compare it to the N sixty four version as it would. I don't know. It's a future I, game. Talking about the Great Mighty Poo and saying it looks good. I, I don't know. If I can <laughs> the Great Mighty Poo could never look bad or good or in between. He just looks like poo. It's just never mind. Let's just come away from poo, shall we, please? That's very distracting. I like, distracting. It. I like <laughs> that you flush. Go bot. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah. Anyway, no. Um. But yeah. So when I actually got around to playing it on the N sixty four, I was very surprised to see that they hadn't bleeped out the swearing as well. Obviously, as much as they did do on Live and Reloaded's version. Um. Obviously, I'd gotten used to the graphics on Live and Reloaded, and I liked how pretty it looked before. Wow. And I was kind of like, I look like Polygon. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy that game. It's just, I, I think Rare back in the day, I know that John Tron has already talked about them so much before. Um, but Rare back in the day were absolutely fantastic. You know, some of my favorite games are from there, like Conker's Bad Fur Day, Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Tui, which I still have yet to play more than an hour of. Oops, um, those games are amazing. You know, favorite especially... game you never played? Huh? 
Favorite game you never played? Favorite game I've never played, yes. <laughs> um, but I just, I don't know. There's something about Conker's Bad Fur Day, which although I know I've completed both that and Banjo-Kazooie, I think Conker is actually my favorite out of the two, just because uh... of... <laughs> don't give me that! I love both of them. And I 100% I don't... I didn't like Conquer, and I don't know if it's the Xbox port or not. I don't think it is, but I didn't think the level designs were good. I didn't think the jumping was good. I didn't think the hitting was good. I didn't think the humor was even that good. No, actually, you're quite right on the like the combat mechanics of this game. Besides when they gave you a gun for the Saving Private Ryan part, the, the, the combat mechanics sucked. Uh, yeah. You know, to hit things with a bat, that sucked. Getting a shotgun when you were supposed to be playing the guy killing the undead, you could never aim properly at their heads because the laser sight was stupid. And when you were playing as a bat, when you were going through the part of Bram Stoker's Dracula, and then having to shit on villagers so you could knock them out, <laughs> that was also awful because you could never aim properly. You actually That's most of the game. <laughs> You would actually be seeing through your little bat anus hole <laughs> to try and aim at villagers to shit on them. And it just had to be... That way it didn't have to be so precise. But the visuals were obviously not appealing. <laughs> and uh, I'm, not, I'm see... not even... Like, say dead babies like... and bat anus holes, we've gotten to a new low. Yeah. Oh, this is just what happens oh, whenever dear. I come seriously. I just have no standards. Um, <laughs> but... I mean, a little bit of background before I go into anything else, just for Conkers, is that it just takes... I don't, I don't know what the American saying is for this, but what we say over here is it takes the piss out of uh, movies, mostly. So you'll get cameos and things like Saving The Private. American translation is makes fun of. <laughs> As someone who still t- says takes the piss out of, I appreciate you watch too much BBC. Go on. I yes. <laughs> There's no such thing as. There's nothing wrong with the BBC, especially for this top gear on there. But um, Thank you. is that like a, um, a, a what is it? A Austin Powers reference? <laughs> BBC well, One, BBC Two, BBC Three. Anyone? BBC okay. Okay. BBC Three actually does suck. Anyway, where did I get to before yeah. you were um, correct? You're finishing conquers. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, it just basically makes fun of Saving Private Ryan, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, Alien. There is actually an alien in it. I am wondering mm-hmm. if they actually teamed up with him or if they got their asses sued over this. I that's need to see this only, game that's again. That's actually the only level I remember seeing <laughs> was when Conker was in the power loader, whatever it's called. I think it's actually called a power loader, but... Yeah. Uh, I, that's the only part I actually saw was uh, in, in person was when someone was playing the alien level. Yeah, and he actually basically says, get away from her, you bitch. And it's actually a small version of an alien there. And it looks exactly like an alien, besides the fact it doesn't have the little mouth that shoots out of its already primary mouth, I guess, secondary mouth. Yeah. To what be fair, I, when I played this, I don't think I've seen any of these movies. So maybe I should try it again. <laughs> Maybe you should watch the movies first before playing the game. That might did, be it. That's fair. <laughs> did the Xenomorph derp walk out of the picture then? <laughs> Get on the floor? Everybody walk with the dinosaur? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that was Conquer. And one other game, I won't go on for too much longer now. Um, one other game I've been playing, which is Saints Row the Third. Oh, fun. Um, actually coming away from my nostalgia. And I love it. I love it to bits. I am, um, this is in quotations, legally acquired Saints Row the Third. Hmm. With, um, we know what that means. We know all wait, wait. about that. Obviously, it means that she took full advantage of a Steam sale. Yes, right? of course. <clears throat> um, I got Saints Row the Third with all the DLC and extra stuff with it. And I think it is actually the most amazing newer game I've been playing recently because I'm always more of a fan of old games and um oh god sorry <laughs> can we cut that bit out <laughs> I didn't I did not just belch um anyway so very well you could probably could have just gone on without even mentioning it and no one would have known what you did <laughs> oh I wish I did it louder now <laughs> but um yeah, anyway, I'm always one for normally playing nostalgic games. When I play a more recent game nowadays, besides things like Halo 4, I guess, I don't get as into them as I used to. You know, I, I just can't get into newer games that much. I'll pick it up and I'll play it for a bit and then I'll go, eh, it's just, meh. I, I just don't enjoy them as much as old games. But with Saints Row, like, I get cravings to play games, which is weird. Um, sort of like how you would for food, I guess. And whenever I, <laughs> it's probably a bit more healthier than having a craving for chocolate. To be fair, I'll become less of a fat ass and more of a couch potato. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, same thing, really. <laughs> um, so what I have, like, I've been craving lately to play uh, Grand Theft Auto, uh, and without access to Grand Theft Auto, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should. Maybe I should get that game. And then I remembered when I used to play Saints Row 2, I really enjoyed that. So I thought, it's kind of the same, just a bit funnier. Um, so I got that and I've linked, uh, with some help, um, a PS3 controller to a laptop over here um, to make it act like an Xbox controller, which sometimes can be very frustrating. But I just, when I play it, I don't like to put the controller down. I like to just keep playing and keep using cheats unfortunately <laughs> to mm. knock everyone else out of the road and just watch them fly for ages <laughs> and oh playing co-op on that thing is just so hilarious just because of all the stuff you can get up to like have any of you guys got the saints road third i have uh no i don't uh i couldn't even begin to play it who said they uh, did i do do you I have guess. the dlc that goes with that no, it was just yeah, just the game itself. I highly recommend getting it if you can, even if it's just for like the new like um, vehicles and stuff. You obviously get you things like your Genki Mobile, which was advertised actually with the game. Oh God knows when now. Actually, it's kind of older than I'm thinking it is now. Um, it's not that it was 2011. Oh really? Yeah. It feels like mm-hmm. so much longer. Nope, 2011. Uh, and then there's talks that they might do. Oh man, my! I just oh. dropped my notebook and tore a page of my Sony PS4 notes. That's that's great. Um, oh. Sony, not Sony. Uh, Saints Row the fourth or four, Saints Row four, whatever. The next Saints Row. They're talking about that. Uh, might be at E3 or might be announced and all that. Oh really? Yep. She just said, I don't know why, but I thought it was such an older game that it is. Mm-mm. I suppose that's probably why it's still so expensive on Steam over here, but still. 
Oh, it shouldn't um, be that. Well, it's like, I don't know what it is in dollars over there, but over here for the full game, it's still around about £29.99, which is British sterling. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it might be around like 30 bucks, but then it goes down to like, you know, 12 50 on sale, so that's when you get it. So, hold on, you say it's 30 bucks normally? Yeah. Dollars, yeah. Uh, okay, so... $599 US dollars? Oh no, not quite that expensive. But for our normal overhit for that, that's actually equivalent to forty-five dollars instead of your forty for that. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, our country sucks for buying games. Blame pal. Yes, I do. I do blame pal. We get stuff later, and it still costs more. So mm-hmm. I don't enjoy that. But um. Yeah, so that's why I legally acquire my games sometimes. I don't recommend it, but, you know, I'm poor. I don't recommend legally acquiring your games. <laughs> you know what I mean by that. If you get the chance. Oh, oh fiddly <laughs> Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Or the booty. <laughs> Remember, if you're going to legally acquire a game, make sure it's the new SimCity. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what you should be doing. <laughs> legally acquiring. Yes, legally acquiring. <laughs> it sounds like I'm plotting something. Do <laughs> 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 would you legally acquire this merchandise? That Pokemon Rocket laugh. <laughs> 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 that sounded like a mixture between James and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> since Yoko, is this I... how you acquire women? Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> do stupid voices and <laughs> laugh like James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Women. Yes, laugh like James because that is all the success. Oh yes, uh, I just. I'm gonna... <laughs> I need to head out. Oh okay. Job. Yeah, I mean, if we ended on time, that would have been okay. But I still have to talk about my game, <laughs> <laughs> and it's been an hour and a half, so. Uh, Alright, Tony. No, Tony, quickly. Your YouTube video recommendation. I was gonna say, go look up Show Me Your News on YouTube, because I edited a whole, oh, like... yeah. I put the whole last episode up, and I put pictures to the topics, and put a bunch of gag pictures in, too. It was good. You did a good yeah. job there. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people saw it, and I don't know if I'll put as much work into it next time, but... <laughs> if you like it, leave a comment or something. <laughs> but yeah, you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Cool. Good. See you later, Tony. I work. I will. If you okay. put it up before I get off, I'll download it and listen to the rest on the way home. Okay. Doubtful, <laughs> but we'll see. Whatever. See All you guys right. later. Yep. Get it, Tony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My games. Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time. I think I had started this one last month, but I would finished it. Uh, since then, uh, I did get the cross buy. I have it on PS3 and Vita. It just looks much better on PS3, to be honest. Great game overall. Um, probably my favorite in the series. They do a lot of things right. The uh, guys over at Read the Manual, they did a Sly 4 podcast, you know, all spoilered up and all that good stuff. Um, I just want to echo their sentiments. Like all Sly fans, I'm, I'm sure think. Uh, there is a plot twist with one of the antagonists 
so 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 unnecessary you know there's there are good twists and there are like twists that you're like oh i wish it didn't have that didn't happen but i guess it had to happen this was one that did not have to happen and it was badly implemented if you've played the game you know and you're a fan of the series you know what i'm talking about um wow uh that was that was a down point of the game, I think. But overall, you know, it was good to have you know more of the action. You know, stop with the stupid BS of Dimitri's diving, and then you're flying planes, and then you're doing robot. You know, oh, not robot. Uh, doing pirate. the robot. Doing do, do, the do, robot. Do, 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 do. You know, pirate ships like that. It was all stuff in Sly Three. It was so unnecessary. Getting back to the basics, though. I mean, they did have some variations there. Uh, tilt controls in the Vita and Six Axis. I don't know what Senzaru was thinking, but those are awful ideas to be implementing late in a generation that they failed pretty early on, especially with the six-axis controller on PS3. Who even does that? Um, but overall, it was it was a good time. Um, really enjoyed that. It's not worth it to complete the 100%. Just watch the ending on YouTube. It's a special 100% scene that's 20 seconds, you know, maybe, and it's just like, oh... That's that's I guess is a thing. So I don't know. Um, Fire Emblem Awakening is the next game. I did not finish it. Uh, the thing was like you know, Sminjas had talked me into playing and playing Fire Emblem. I was really interested in you know getting into the franchise. It was one of the franchises on the uh, games Yoko you know, on the two playlist, forgotten that you know, a couple Game of the Year awards shows ago, <laughs> and. I was really interested in this one for Fire Emblem Awakening on 3DS because of the social link aspect. Um, I got to about chapter six or so on, you know, normal, which is apparently the easiest difficulty because Japanese easy normal hard is American is American Normal, Hard, and Lunatic. So I did the normal difficulty or easiest difficulty available. I did the casual mode, which means that, you know, your characters don't die if they die in battle, which is a staple of Fire Emblem gameplay. Uh, So I tried to play it on its easiest difficulty. I wanted to experience the story. I wanted to experience the social uh, aspect, you know, have... Social links, basically, almost like Persona. Then you get married, and then you have kids, and then you, your kids can join you in your party. But do you get Fistake? You don't get Fistake. Um, and I didn't even get Fafar in the game <laughs> because I am terrible at strategy RPGs. Um, honestly, Fire Emblem Awakening is a great game. It is one of the best games on the Nintendo 3DS. It is of a genre that I simply cannot play, um, and that's unfortunate. Like that, I wrote you know something up on our showmeyournews.com site in our blog, and um, you know give it a read if you really need more explanation than that. Uh, but I'm I'm just disappointed that I, I I even tried. I you know had like DLC and you know try to get you know money for you know better items. Oh, they have all these enemies you know strewn across the field that are from level one to level twenty. And I'm at level 7. So when level 20 is like the highest you can go, you're going to get your butt kicked. Uh, That was was unfortunate. Um, So yeah, Sly Cooper 4, 
Thieves in Time, Psycho Thieves in Time, Final Awakening, Uncharted, Golden Abyss for PlayStation Avita. PlayStation Vita, it's uh, it's okay at best. Ooh. See, um, I've got like the first three Uncharted games now. I finally got a PS3, and only seen a bit of the first one so far. And the only thing that really comes to my mind every single time I've got that thing on is parkour. Yeah, yeah, you parkour. You think, parkour? I mean, parkour, parkour. Sword Hunter and I like we've just French implemented martial a... arts of running away. <laughs> Uh, we, you know, Sword Hunter and I, we've basically implemented the phrase Nathan Drake that shit, like just into our <laughs> vocabulary, which means to make ridiculous jumps in video games that you should never be able to make and just to climb over everything because it happens all the time. Um, Nathan Drake's mom did it with a monkey. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, all right. Sure. Kind of would make sense. Um, the PS3 games have just way more polish. And uh, the Golden Abyss game on PlayStation Vita is done by Bend Studio. Uh, so it's not even Naughty Dog who handled the production on this one. The story is very lackluster. You have a couple interesting characters, but nothing really happens. The big boss fights ultimately um, end up being uh, quick time events in a way for, for Melee. You know, hand to hand combat and all that. Um, because it was a PlayStation Vita launch title, it was very dependent on what they thought were fe- uh, features that sold the PlayStation Vita, which, looking at Vita sales, that's really not so much. So there was, you know, some tilting. There was, you know, rubbing off the charcoal and, you know, looking at the prints, you know, for the, the touchscreen. So you're rubbing all over your touchscreen. I'm like, I don't want to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're rotating things by using the back touchpad. You are... Um, yeah, doing swipes across your screen when it does, you know, different direction prompts. <sighs> like, it was just not as good. It was interesting because, you know, I do like the Uncharted series, and it's kind of a prequel to one, in a way. Um, so you have a little younger Sully in that game, uh, but it, it just wasn't that good. Mm. Anyway, play the ones on PS3 if you want Uncharted for sure. But then again, I got it for uh, for free through PlayStation Plus, so I can't complain. Okami, we already talked about Okami. Uh, God, like play Okami, especially if you like Zelda. That is all. Uh, wow. I would talk. I would talk more about that, but we're running a little low on time mm-hmm. here. Uh, I watched Sword Hunter play all of Mass Effect Three Citadel which is the final single-player downloadable content for Mass Effect 3. And any good? Actually worth the $15. Like, uh. You'd think that, you know, for $15 for that DLC, like, it, it wouldn't be, really. Uh, the story, surprisingly good. Because um, a lot of those DLCs, you know, Layer of the Shadow Broker excluded and a couple others, not the best stories, uh, just really not worth the money but this one i I don't want to spoil it um it actually you know makes for a pretty dang good final boss substitute if that's what you you know if you were missing a final boss kind of sort of battle in mass effect 3 like that that's a good one to have as a final boss and then it's uh you know just nerdy fan service galore you have a lot of interaction with you know, all of the characters, basically, they come back for this mission. Uh, you can't, you know, play as all of them, but a lot of them, you know, help out and support. 
And then at the end of it, you have a party at <laughs> your... Because, you know, what happens is, like, the, the Normandy is docked at the Citadel for repairs. And so you basically have, you know, Anderson's crib in the Normandy that you get to fashion in your own sort of design and all that. And it's basically Shepard's apartment at the Citadel. So, um, yeah, at the end you have a party with all of your squad mates, granted the ones that are still alive because it is Mass Effect. Uh, goes without saying a bit. Uh, but you have a party that can you know, you know start slow and then you can choose to like, wrap it up and have it go crazy and just the quotes it's it's a hilarious well written very funny DLC that is very loving towards the fans. Um, Bioware really noticed and made reference to a lot of the different memes. You know you'll have Gareth saying like. I've been told I've been doing a lot of calibrations or that calibration is the favorite word of mine. And like it, it makes sense in the context of the conversation that's going on, but like, like these little things like that. Um, very, very well done. And then you have an extra little mo- moment or two with, uh, your romantic partner, which, you know, sword hunter for that playthrough that he applied it to, uh, had romance Miranda and mass effect Two. And those Mass Effect 2 romances totally got the shaft, no pun intended, in in Mass Effect 3. Like, they got screwed. And so to have a few more scenes like that, you know, is is nice for those that decided to stick with some of those options. I don't know what you're talking about. Garrus has been working well for my femship. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I totally would go with him, too. Seriously. He can calibrate me all day. Okay. <laughs> um, no, so Mass Effect Three Citadel uh, definitely worth it. I think if if you've put in the time to the Mass Effect franchise, if you're still bitter over that ending, get over yourself. This is your DLC. This is your alternate ending. And yes, you can. You have to kind of get away from the fact that oh well, there are Reapers still out there. There are people dying out there you kind of have to you know distance yourself away from that but if you kind of think of it like a dream episode of a tv show or you know like a beach episode in a way just like they kind of go and do their own thing for a little bit um so it was really nice to see for those who have really stuck with the mass effect franchise and put in a lot of time to that um i think dark i might be having a write-up on the site soon regarding that so look forward to that i think everything he thinks about that I, i totally agree with and the game that I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I almost finished in time for this episode, and I really wanted to finish it because I've been so hooked on it the past few days, uh, that is Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. And you're listening, to, or even your you know, host and guest on the show, and it's like, what, what the hell is that? That just is sounds that like... the game you were telling me was Holy Shitballs? Yes, the game is Holy Shitballs. Um, <laughs> huh. So, Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward is the sequel to 999, 9 Hours, 9 Persons, 9 Doors, yeah. which actually re-released last year as Zero Escape, 9 Hours, 9 Persons, 9 Doors, to make it part of that uh, chronology, because it's the sequel, a uh, direct sequel. And, you know, first things first, I think you really benefit from playing the... Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors game first uh, because you just get a lot more out of the sequel. You know, for sequels, like, that's generally the main question is that do I have to play 
you know, the originals. You can watch it. I guess you can watch it too, but at least have that working knowledge because it does reference several things, you know, events, characters, you know, small things like this that'll make your reactions to some of the twists that happen in this game much more rewarding. So if you don't know what the previous game in the series was like, uh, this is, you know, very similar in the sense that you have nine characters who have been kidnapped by the mysterious Zero, and they have been trapped in this, you know, sort of space where they have to play the nonary game. Uh, and except there are differences in this nonary game. Um, it, it's pretty actually significantly different. I would, again, I would go into the details, but it's a long rant that you really don't need. The gist of it is that they are forced to play these, this game, and if they break any of the rules, they die. And the goal is to be the one who escapes through the number nine labeled door and, you know, to get out of this, you know, you know, beat the game by escaping. And so you do that by the actual gameplay is basically the kind of like escape the room sort of setup. So you'd, you'd enter a room and you'd have to basically find the key that unlocks the door that lets you leave. However, there are puzzles in the way, you know, logic puzzles, um, you know, things like with colors, numerology, all of these, you know, kind of abstract thoughts. And, like, there's some really deep puzzle solving here. Um, it does have an hard... It automatically starts on hard mode, you know, once you enter the room. But you can change it to easy, which helps things. You know, characters that are with you will kind of give more advice on how to kind of proceed next. So that does help. Um, but otherwise, the game is very novel-heavy. And um, that is really what sells the game. Uh, I, I do appreciate and enjoy the actual escape gameplay, uh, but the way they design the narrative is simply astounding. Because it's in, in 999, like it's it's clearly a very branching story path. Um, in Virtue's Last Reward, it's even more so, and. In this game, you actually get to see the flow chart of events, mm. which is great. So you get to see, you know, what choice you made here. There are other different paths, but this is the one you're on. And so that definitely helps, you know, not only see the complexity, because you start at, you know, one. You have to, like, do the initial escape. And then it branches into three. And each of those branch into three. And each of those branch into two. So basically, there are nine endings, ah. and then, you know, a lot of, you know, game overs, you'll hit different uh, lock points as well, where you, just, you can't proceed in that timeline. And this is where this game excels compared to 999 and its design. If you hit an ending or, like, a blocking point in 999, you would have to go all the way back to the beginning Play it through again. You could skip the text, which you know does go pretty quickly. But just you have to go back to the beginning to make the different choice to be able to complete more of the story. In this game, at any point, you can basically bring up the flowchart, go to you know one of the little squares that you know basically marks a different event. Like you're about to make a choice. That this is a little square. So I get to go stop where I'm, what I'm doing, go back to where I made this point. Save basically the progress I've done already in that one path, but then start another. Oh. Really, really smart gameplay that they just, you know, 
oh, you can completely customize where you start and how you can choose and go from there. So I'm getting really close to the ending. I'm basically in like the final stretches. I have not, six of the nine endings. And then I'm at like basically all of those possible endings. I'm at like the points before them. So I'm really, really close. Um, so the design is much better and it really works because the concept of the storytelling that they're doing is such that your character needs information from different timelines to be able to advance other timelines. So for example, um, let's say you're at a point in the story where two characters have, you know, fallen to this, this illness, like there's this virus going around. Um, but you have one bottle of antidote. And you're like, you know, I wish we could save both characters, but we only have, you know, enough for one. Well, you'd hit a kind of a lock point at this. You'd hit a, a blocking point. In another timeline, though, you would access a puzzle in a room, basically, where you'd say, hey, there's there's this machine here. Oh, it's, it's like a, a, a... Basically, it's a antidote duplicator and so once you proceed through that timeline you know far enough you would say oh there's this machine that's an antidote duplicator in this room when you go back to the timeline you were stuck on like this you know the character would like suddenly like realize and be like wait how do how did i know this like i i shouldn't know this but i this is in my mind so that information helps you progress through the story and holy cow, them twists. I'll tell you what, obviously not going to be spoiling anything. I haven't reached the ending, which is if the true ending of the first game is any, any indication, it's just going to blow everything out of the water. Um, it just makes me think. I think we messed up in the fact that we didn't include this in the nominees for Best Story last year for our Game of the Year awards. All right. If you think about it, we had The Walking Dead, which I do think it, that deserved to win, absolutely. Mm. But the other options, Katawa Shoujo, pretty complex story, you know, good feels and all that. Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask, I, I really did enjoy that story, but it wasn't as complicated. We had Kid Icarus Uprising as a Best Story nominee last year. And this game, when you play this game, when you play Virtue's Last Reward, you're going to think... How the hell did we pass this up and put Kid Icarus Uprising as a Best Story nominee instead? If complex narrative, really, really good writing is your thing, get a 3DS, play the original 999. It's, you know, 15 bucks on Amazon, $20 through Axis Games. That's A-K-S-Y-S. 20 bucks on their website. And then Virtue's Last Reward is $40 on 3DS and PlayStation Vita. Um... Really, really play it. I, this is getting like one of my highest recommendations so far. If you know narrative is your thing when you play games, if you play games for the story, you have to play it. Plain and simple. Um, you know, for some people that might not be their cup of tea. I hate reading for fun and all that. I think school completely killed that. Uh, but the localization is really good. The voice acting is quite good. Um, one, of these, one of the characters voiced by Laura Bailey, Travis Willingham is in this. Um, gosh, who else is in there? Karen Strassman is also one of the, the main female leads, who some of you may know as Igus's voice actor from Persona 3. Uh, very, very similar voice uh, for that character. So 
I think it's is very, very well done. Need to give Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward a try if you're all about the narrative in games. But do play Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors first because you're going to get more out of it. Uh, and that's really all I've been playing. And I'm, I'm so sorry. excited to go and finish John this game. Holy cow. Yeah. That's all I was thinking of every time you were saying 999 was Moonbase Alpha. <laughs> so no, you just can't get away from that. You, you, you get away from that when you actually play the game, and then you your <laughs> mind gets blown and your head is blowed. Here comes uh, the Chinese earthquake. <laughs> well, we are way overdue on our time, so let's get to our YouTube video recommendation. Obviously, Tony recommended the... Episode 129 of Show Me Your News that he edited on our YouTube channel. We'll link that into our show notes. My video, if you like dogs half as much as I do, you need to look up the video Puppy Teaching Puppy to Go Downstairs. It is all kinds of adorable. Does it it have corgis? It's not a corgi. It's a golden retriever. Still cute. Golden Retriever puppy is pretty adorable, um, and it, it basically is what it sounds like: you know, a puppy teaching another puppy how to go downstairs. Aww. We're so cute. I love puppies. Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> what about you? Um, I've been spending a bit of time watching random like big YouTube people and. For people that know Tay Zonday, the guy that did Chocolate Rain, mm-hmm. um, I would recommend actually watching his video when he was doing the theme song for Skyrim about Dovahkiin. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I don't know. I think Tay Zonday is kind of, I don't know, overstate his welcome. Uh, he's, he's, an, he's, he's okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, some of his tunes are really stupid, but the guy is, oh bless, the guy is super, super nice, and really intelligent, and I just I just thought it was really cool, because, you know, or, like, one of those guys says on there, PewDiePie is pretty funny, if you don't mind random and crazy humor, I suppose, you know, Happy Wheels and all that stuff, but, yeah, there's a couple of things I would say. I don't know. When I think of Tayson Day, I think of his appearance on a show over here called Tosh.0, where he was a little bit awkward. And then also, hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my number, <laughs> so call me, maybe. I haven't heard of Tosh at all. Sorry. I mean, the only times we get to see him here in England, he's not big over here at all. It's literally just randomly finding him on YouTube. And then again... I mean, America does kind of like their stupid humor, so there you go. Super! What about you? Uh, Look up Melee Impossible. Uh, It's basically a a video that takes the idea, it's like, what if you could L-cancel everything? Hmm. L-cancel aerials in mid-air. L-cancel grounded moves. And you could see just what kind of insane combos can happen. And there's a, there's a special one in there where he L-cancels Zelda's transform. Oh. So, like, he's hitting him around, and then he transforms mid-combo into Zelda, L-cancels that, and then, like, hits him with a lightning kick and transforms back into Sheik, L-cancels that, continues the combo, wow. and it just keeps sw- switching so quickly. That's crazy. You have to link me that after this is done. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you can always check those links in our you know post where you get this download from at showmeyournews.com slash what are you playing? Slash what? What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rachel, thank you for being on the show. I really thank do appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much for having me again. It's lovely. <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. great having you on. Hey. Sorry about well, the inappropriateness. <laughs> Whatever, that's what we do. We're we're chill. Not like our rubbers. Those uptight show me your news. Professionalism here. Oh Oh, god, don't even talk to me about show me your news. Oh god, they're so snobs. I don't know. (laughs) I I, I don't know. They're pretty cool. (laughs) I I like them. Nice people. (laughs) Well, for what are you playing? I am Yoko. I'm Super. I'm Rachel. And I'm Tony. Oh, no, wait. Oh, I know he's (laughs) gone. (laughs) And we're out. See ya. He's gone.